Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Believe St. Louis Cardinals podcast on the Believe Network. My name is Seth Dewald. You can follow me at on Twitter at Seth underscore D-I-E-W-O-L-D. And on this podcast, we talk about all things Cardinals. So if you want weekly updates in the offseason, during the season, during the playoffs, to see how your St. Louis Cardinals are doing, all you got to do is click the download button, the subscribe button to be locked into the Believe Network. And, and while you're here, you can check out the other shows. Believe covers just about any other sports team you could possibly imagine. Uh, so whatever fan, what, whatever sports team you're a fan of, you can easily join the conversation with Believe. You can easily download any podcast uh, that you would like on the Believe website. And today I thought I would uh, recap briefly because, you know, obviously our St. Louis Cardinals were not in the World Series. That was the Texas Rangers and the Texas Rangers won the World Series It's their first World Series in in their history as a franchise. Congratulations to the Texas Rangers. And it got me thinking when you look at the Texas Rangers, you can't help but think, oh, Adolis Garcias, Adolis Garcia. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, they traded for right. Mike Maddox, they they the pitching coach, the former pitching coach for the St. Louis Cardinals. They there's so many connections to the St. Louis Cardinals, and it got me thinking that the the Texas Rangers really did something that the Cardinals never do. The Cardinals never pay for starting pitching or never sign free agent starting pitching. Really. I mean, aside from Mike Leake, right? They never trade for anybody at the deadline. Oh, wait, that's exactly what the Texas Rangers did. They were aggressive. They went they went after it. And they signed a, a, a veteran manager, right? They, they went after Bruce Bochy. They went after uh, Mike Maddox. And they brought it all in. And they, they, they went out and signed Corey Seager, right? A star, a legitimate star that they didn't have. They spent money, right? And this has probably been the biggest criticism of the St. Louis Cardinals for for myself, especially over the past several years, is that the Cardinals were in win-now mode. You had franchise players like Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina on the team. You made moves to go get Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, and it seemed as though the cherry on top of the Sunday would have been, let's go get an ace. Let's go get what we actually need. Let's go get a pitcher, a difference maker at the top of that rotation. Let's go get somebody like a Max Scherzer that can strike out batters. That's what we need. Let's go get that player. And it appeared as though, and the Cardinals made moves at the trade deadline. No doubt about it. They went out and got Montgomery at the trade deadline. They went out and got, you know, but, but it really felt like they went the cheap route. Right, they took the cheap route. They didn't sign the big name free agent, and and I'm not saying that's always the right answer, right? I mean, clearly, just spending money is not always the right answer. Look at the New York Mets. I mean, that's the obvious example. But the Cardinals are have to be regretting not capitalizing on the the last years of Yadier Molina, on the last years of Wainwright. And I know Wainwright didn't have a great season this past season, but I mean, he was doing things 
in his 40s that most pitchers would kill for. And Yachty tailed off towards the end. But Yachty was a good defensive catcher up until the very end of his career. And it just doesn't coincide the moves that the Cardinals make. It's very confusing. They don't really coincide sometimes with a win-now team, with a win-now roster. And that's exactly what the Texas Rangers did. And it and it afforded them. It, it They were, were rewarded with a World Series championship. And congratulations to them. And on the last episode, I talked about how I believe that the Cardinals can very much be like the Texas Rangers. And there's so many ties in it. And it got me thinking about, it got me nostalgic. I'm not going to lie. It got me nostalgic. And the last time the Rangers were in the World Series, if you remember, it was against the Cardinals. It was in 2011. And I thought, well, I mean, that Cardinals team in 2011, if you remember, not necessarily. I mean, nobody thought that they would win the World Series, right? Nobody thought that this Cardinals team, including myself at the time, uh, would would make the, the post. I mean, there were, there were doubts that they'd even make the postseason, right? Um, so what? let's look back on this Cardinals team, this t- 2011 team. And yeah, the, t- the 2011 Cardinals were a, a wild card team. I mean, they won... 90 games and I thought it'd be fun to look back at that team and to see okay who was on the team what pieces did they have right and it it all kind of and we we know like if you get to the playoffs and this is a mantra the Cardinals have been using for a long time if you get to the playoffs you have a chance and look at the Diamondbacks this year they proved it again I know the Diamondbacks fell short in the World Series but what they were able to do was incredible and if you look at the Cardinals 2011 team if we can reminisce for a second, I mean, some unsung heroes of the team that don't necessarily get talked about. I mean, a savvy veteran hitter like Lance Berkman, right? I, I'll never forget his single that tied the game in game six, right? That prolonged the game. I mean, we all know how many at-bats came down to the final strike, right? And and Lance Berkman was no different. I mean, Daniel Descalzo, we forget about him. He only had three at-bats, he played in five games, but he was two for three. He had a couple of, of, of hits in the World Series in limited time. Jaime Garcia, Jaime Garcia, two games started, 1.80 ERA, 10 strikeouts, and 10 innings pitched. I know he only averaged five innings per, per outing, but that, that was, I mean, he did exactly what the Cardinals needed him to do. And of course, the Cardinals had Chris Carpenter, Three games started in that World Series, a 2.84 ERA, 13 strikeouts in those starts in 19 innings. And he was the clear ace. And he gave up six earned runs in those three games. But he was the clear ace that the Cardinals have uh, or had in 2011. He was the guy. And he was so important in that in that series, if you remember. And of course, um, you know, we, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the stars of the show, right? Albert Pujols, although he only, I mean, he single-handedly won game three. You could argue, I mean, three home runs in that game, 240 batting average, um, three home runs, six RBIs. So, I mean, a lot of that production came in, in one game. Yadier Molina, 333 batting average. But, of course, the hero of the story is uh, David Freeze, right? David Freeze with the walk-off home run. Jack Buck gets this, uh, or Joe Buck rather, gets to 
do the homage to his father. We will see you tomorrow night. And those are words that Cardinals fans will remember forever. I know I will. I know I know exactly where I was screaming my head off in my dorm room at, in, at college at the University of Northern Iowa. I'll never forget that, right? Probably waking some people up. And so if this is what a World Series championship team looks like, right? The Texas Rangers this year, the St. Louis Cardinals in 2011, the ties to the Cardinals, you know, the, the Rangers playing, having lost the last time they were in the World Series to the Cardinals. It's, it's so funny how many connections are here. It's so funny how much we could talk about. But how do the Cardinals get back to the World Series, right? That's the ultimate goal that it, it, we're facing here. And, and if you look at this 2011 team and you look at the Texas Rangers, I think the key piece that's missing is that top-of-the-line starting pitcher, right? I, I And we're going to have plenty of time to talk about who that guy is, but it's not necessarily – I mean, it, the Cardinals – I mean, when you look at this rotation that they had – Jaime Garcia pitched really well. Chris Carpenter is obviously the the ace in that rotation. But Edwin Jackson, Kyle Loesch were some of these other starters in the World Series. These aren't necessarily, you know, superstars. Jake Westbrook was on the team. So it likely, and I've, I've been saying this for a while, likely Cardinals fans, you're, you're going to have to brace yourself for probably one major signing probably one um it, and and it better come right it better be an Aaron Nola or a Blake Snell um or or some top of the line starting pitching they're going to be in the market for that but they're probably only going to get one of those guys and if they get that guy at the top of the rotation they likely need at least one more i argue they need three or four names and it, they don't have to be superstars now they just have to be solid starting pitchers, and they need them, right? You can't rely on Steven Matz. Uh, heck, after this season, I don't know how how reliable Miles Michaelis is going to be. I'd like to think that he can bounce back. He's been a savvy veteran in the past, but you need starting pitching. That's what the 2011 team had. They had Chris Carpenter, a legitimate ace, right? At the top of that rotation, you knew that Chris Carpenter was going to take the ball in game one, and you knew that he was going to pitch three games in that World Series, and he did. The Cardinals also, I mean, they they have the superstars. They they have Paul Goldschmidt, who's a former MVP. They have Nolan Arenado. Those are players they're going to keep. I know there's all sorts of trade rumors out there that, that, that they're going to trade Goldschmidt and Arenado. I don't think it's happening, okay? So they have these pieces. They have good young position players. I mean, I chronicled them on the last episode. Lars Newbar, Brennan Donovan, Tommy Edmond, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn. These are all players that are players that, especially Walker and Wynn, other teams would kill for. Other teams in the division. I mean, you kidding me? The Cubs wouldn't want a Jordan Walker on their team. Everybody in Major League Baseball wants Jordan Walker on their team. I mean, come on. So the car, it's not a matter of offense. It's a matter of we got to fix the defense. And it's very fixable with, with players like Brandon Donovan, Nolan Arnado, who we know has won multiple, multiple gold gloves, Goldschmidt, um, Lars Newbar, Tommy Edmond. I mean, there are some players who can play some defense on this team now. I don't know quite what happened this year, but the Cardinals have some players, okay? 
they do. And so there, there's no excuse for the defense not to get turned around. I know Wilson Contreras is back behind catcher. He's you know, back behind the plate, rather. He's not the greatest defensive catcher. We get it. He's not Yadier Molina. The Cardinals front office should have known that when they signed him. They should have. There's no excuse for that. You had He was right in your division. There's no excuse for the Cardinals to, to cry, to cry. Oh, how could we didn't know he wasn't Yadier Molina? How we, he, we like, there's no excuse there. You signed him to a big deal. He's your catcher. He has to be. Otherwise you can't, I mean, what are you going to do? Throw him out in the outfield. I mean, I don't, we, we have plenty of time to talk about Wilson Contreras, but the Wilson Contreras fiasco, and that's what it's been up until this point. He has to be primarily your catcher otherwise that deal doesn't make any sense and I like Andrew Kisner I think Andrew Kisner did a lot of nice things this past year and I think he's going to be a very valuable piece on this team it's going to provide some flexibility it's going to provide you know Contreras can play a little DH but his value comes when he is in the lineup as your starting catcher okay that's where the value comes his offense that's you know and the Cardinals do need to tailor this team toward defense. They do towards defense and pitching. If they're going to get back to the world series, that's what the Rangers did. And that's what the Cardinals need to do. And so they can, the good news is what I'm saying is they, they have a lot of players that are currently on this roster that can do that. Right. So I don't see a lot of positional changes coming for the Cardinals. And trust me, we're going to get into specifics later on. Um, but the, 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 the primary need is pitching. And then once you figure out your starting pitching, you can throw some of those kids in the bullpen, right? And you can see who's going to work in key roles in the bullpen. You still have Ryan Helsley, who I know that they have legitimate concerns, injury concerns with Ryan Helsley. Uh, but we've seen him do it before. So at the very least, he's going to be an impact arm in your bullpen. So they're going to have to, but they're going to have to figure out the pieces around him, right? Uh, Gallegos, what's going to be his story? Uh, Giovanni Gallegos, is, is he going to be able to bounce back um, in 2024? What, what are the pieces of the Cardinals bullpen going to be like? Because Gallegos had a rough year now. I mean, he 4.42 ERA, he did pitch in 56 games, 59 strikeouts and 55 innings. That's not bad, but the ERA is not where it has been for Giovanni Gallegos. And I think he can bounce back. I know he's 32 years old now, but the Cardinals have made a significant investment in Gallegos. And I think between Gallegos and Helsley, I think that has to be where your, where your um, bullpen starts. And in 2024, Gallegos is going to be on the team. Like he's, Five million dollar, uh, five point five million dollar base salary in in twenty twenty four. So yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna be um, he signed a two year contract with the Cardinals for eleven million dollars. Um, so he's gonna be on the team. So those two the, those two are what you're gonna have to build your bullpen around. Um, and and the pieces that whoever doesn't make the starting rotation is likely gonna find their way to the bullpen. And that's not a slight because the last Cardinals closer, um, that was a big part of their uh, their runs in in the in the early two thousands. Jason Isringhouse, former starting pitcher. You know, maybe they can find 
a good reliever out of uh, this crop of starting pitchers that they traded for, right? Whether it's Drew Rahm or Takoa Roby or whomever, maybe they can find somebody. The bullpen, I'm less concerned about. The starting pitching is obviously the answer and the defense. These are the these are the answers to the test. We know what the answers to the test are. And then, of course, um, uh, the Yadier Molina situation, right? Will he come back? Um, currently, no news on Yadier Molina. But as I said late, earlier in the last episode, uh, Yadier Molina not gave a, said a 90% chance, 90% chance that he returns to the St. Louis Cardinals. And if you remember the the last on the last episode, I said if Yadier Molina returns, does would this be the beginning of the end for Ali Marmol as a manager? And many of you out there are thinking, well, yes, of course. It's like Ali should have been fired last year, and I agree with you, frankly. I I in my time as a Cardinals fan, and and tr- I'm not as old as some of you out there. Maybe I'm 33 years old. I have never seen a season this bad. So I've been I've been very lucky as a fan in baseball. I've, my team has always been competitive. Have they been frustrating in the offseason? Of course they have. They've been frustrating in the offseason by not signing pitchers that I thought they should sign, by not being in on big name starting pitchers, strike like dominant ace pitchers. We we in hindsight I think they would agree, yeah, we should have we should have signed uh, Max Scherzer when we had the chance, right? I, I'm sure that the Cardinals regret that, or at least I hope they do. But if if Yadier Molina comes back, it's it's such a conundrum because obviously Molina would make a, a, in, have an impact, a difference in the in the St. Louis Cardinals dugout. But I I also want to get your opinion. There's a couple things that that are intriguing to me is because if the Cardinals get off to a rough start like they did in 2023. We all know that if Yadier Molina is in that dugout as a bench coach, as uh, whatever, as a as a as an advisor to the manager, whatever his role is, the Cardinals are going to have to be careful about how they how they do this. They're going to have to be very specific with what Yadier Molina's role is because if he is the bench coach, right? If he's brought in as the bench coach, I mean, two of the Cardinals' former managers were former. Cardinals bench coaches in Mike Schilt and Ollie Marmol. So it is a path that is an absolute path to being a manager in major league baseball. And it, we all know if the Cardinals get off to a rough start. The chance for Yadier Molina are going to be coming. They're going, they're going to be. And how are the Cardinals going to react to that? How, how soon will they pull the plug on Ollie Marmol? If things are not going well, those are fascinating questions, right? Those are fascinating questions that I wish I didn't have to talk about because I wish the Cardinals would have been good this year. They should have been good this year. They should have been. Even even though the starting pitching was bad, the Cardinals should have been better. They had more talent than that. You know, there's no there's no reason they should have gone 71 and 91, and the defense deteriorated the way it did. There was a lot of drama that shouldn't have happened. Wilson Contreras, Tyler O'Neill, we could go on down the line, but this drama, this Yadier Molina drama, if he's hired, it could, it, it, let's face it. I, I think if they hire him, it means that they're going to put him on a track to be the manager. And let me know what you think. I, I'd love to hear from you. 
Uh, you can email me a question at seth.diewold at gmail. You can direct message me on Twitter or the X at Seth underscore D-I-E-W-O-L-D on Twitter. Because I believe if if they do hire Yadier Molina and it would it would it, it appears as though that they're trending in that direction, that it spells the beginning of the end for for Ali Marmol. But another fascinating uh, tidbit as well, right? If the if the Cardinals hire Yadier Molina and they they don't get off to a hot start, what? what is management's response going to be? I mean, okay, you make Yachty the manager. Um, is is that going to fix things? Or does that mean that you pull the plug on it, right? And then I can't see Yachty really being a part of a rebuild, right? I don't know if he would want that, but I think he'd be, he'd be great at cultivating young talent, of, of galvanizing a roster filled with young players, but let's not hope let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. Right. Let's hope that the Cardinals get off to a strong start that Yachty's involved in the, in the clubhouse that the Cardinals do invest wisely in starting pitching because they, they have invested money in starting pitching. They just haven't invested wisely in starting pitching. So let's hope all that happens. Right. Let's hope we don't have to worry about it, but two fascinating questions, right? One that leads into the other. If they hire Yadier Molina, does it spell the end for Ali Marmol? And then number two, if they do fire Yad- uh, Ali Marmol and the team is bad, like it was this year, if it's it's too far gone for even Yadier Molina to fix, because let's face face it, he's just the manager. And I, I believe that he's going to have an impact. But what if, right? What if the team doesn't rebound does that mean the cardinals does that trigger a rebuild does that mean does that mean that paul goldschmidt will be traded does that mean that nolan arenado will be traded does that mean wilson Contreras, even though he's got that big contract the veterans on this team does that does and would that be the right answer would that be the correct answer let's hope we don't have to think about it but these are fascinating conversations that we can have over the next several uh, several weeks leading up to the season. But the focus for now for the St. Louis Cardinals, get starting pitching in here tomorrow as soon as you can, right? As soon as you can sign a free agent starting pitcher, I'm looking at Blake Snell. I'm looking at Aaron Nola. We need those guys. Get those guys in here and put them at the top of the rotation. We cannot depend on Steven Matz. We cannot depend on Miles Michaelis leading a rotation. That's not going to cut it this year. The Cardinals are going to have to open up the pocketbook and they're going to have to pay for premium starting pitching. They should have done it three years ago, four years ago. They should have done it then. They better do it now. And I'd love to hear your questions. I'd love to hear your comments. Again, you can email me a question for the show at seth.diewold at gmail.com. You can direct message me on Twitter at Seth underscore D-I-E-W-O-L-D on the X or Twitter. And until next time, hang in there. We got a long offseason ahead, plenty to discuss. Until next time, be good, everybody, and let's go Cardinals. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.